Welcome to season two of Gold Camp. If you've been with us since season one, thank you so much. Not only here in the U.S., but all around the globe. It's time now to get after our very best outcomes. It's a new year, a new decade, and nothing's going to be different unless you make dramatic changes. Look forward to more inspirational guests, more insights on goal setting and goal achievement. You know the story. 30 years ago, I was living random. I was frustrated and I started to work towards a methodology and it took 30 years for me to polish and refine the steps it takes to become effective at not only setting goals but achieving goals. Welcome to the campgrounds. This is Goal Camp. Welcome to the campgrounds. This is Derek Lott, your camp director, and this is Goal Camp. Today, I've asked Casey Kelly to join us. Casey Kelly is the owner of of Blended Designs. I'm not going to steal her thunder, but she is also a great friend. Casey, how are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm so excited to have you on, and I know I am long overdue. My apologies. You should have been the first stop, but I wanted (laughs) to get my act together first. I cannot. I cannot with you. (laughs) Like I said, I don't want to steal your thunder. Tell the folks on, on the campgrounds what you do and a little bit about your background. I have a career in insights and analytics, about a 20-year career, which is where I met Derek. I'm the person that would analyze the data to understand how shoppers shop. I was able to kind of segue that over into a company business that I have with my family called Blended Designs. We are a lifestyle brand that focuses on positive messaging and empowering those in our community. Tell us more about how this all came about. We had t-shirts first. Well, really, we started off on Etsy. So we were just like an Etsy store. We were doing weddings, which had absolutely nothing to do with what we're doing now. Like, so you talk about a complete 180. And um, we started doing t-shirts on a Shopify store. You know, we didn't have a lot of followers. And my son, who was, at the time, he was getting ready to turn eight. He said he wanted a t-shirt that said, I can do anything. And I'm like, I don't want you to be vain. So let's put Philippians 4.13 on it. So we just had this shirt that said, I can do anything. And then in March, um, he's like, I have another idea for the business. And he came with like a whole, um, it wasn't really a presentation because he didn't have anything physical, but it's like he really thought it out. And he said he wanted a backpack that looked like him. And to me, it didn't, it didn't make sense. I tried to talk him out of it from an analytical you know, marketing standpoint, like who would buy it? He's like, everybody would buy it. And I'm like, um, where would they use it? <laughs> and so he's giving me specifics. He's like, you know, I could use a bag with me on it. I could go to school. I can go to Grammy's house. And then so he starts saying things, but everything that I asked him, he really had an answer for. So I did some research and found that less than 6% of the character backpacks in the marketplace included children of color. And so I realized, of course, there's a void in the marketplace. I used his face and he just coincidentally, well, I shouldn't say coincidentally because it was 100% of God, but he had on the t-shirt one morning before he's going to school, I was like, oh, babe, let me get your picture real quick so we can try and do this backpack for you. And he had a t-shirt on that said, I can do anything. So he was the very first character and that character was cartooned with him, I can do anything. And so we used other kids in our family 
um, kids that we know and made them characters and we all, they all have on the t-shirts. That's the positive affirmation. We've come to realize that within our community, we are told by parents, um, you have to be twice as good just to be considered equal. But on top of that, we also have society telling us what we can't do. It's not like simply as a mantra of, I'm going to go conquer this, like a personal thing. This is us telling society, you know what? I don't care what you say. I can do anything. I know you're saying that I'm, I can only do this. I can only be an athlete or I can only hang out I'm on the street corner or whatever, but I'm telling you I can do more and I can do anything. Started out with the backpacks, but something interesting happened when COVID came about. Yeah, we had to pivot. And I know that's like the buzzword in business right now, but it really is what we did. I mean, it's been completely different from anything that we've done before. We, as a backpack company, are, we do 70 to 80% of our sales in July and August. 70 to 80% of our sales in throughout the entire year are done in two months. We are no different than a seasonal Christmas business. We do business throughout the year, but we also travel and we do events. But for the most part, parents only buy backpacks once a year. During the end of the year, when everyone's coming home, we still were having a lot of parents that were switching over to our backpacks because the backpacks that the kids have had throughout the school year have torn. So that's when we get those, that second quarter customer. And we were having zero sales. And we were hit earlier because um, of our, we had manufacturing problems because of COVID at the beginning of the year. And we just ran into like, well, we might as well make some masks with our characters on it. Didn't really think about that it would really be that successful. <laughs> like we were just like, oh, we'll just throw on some masks. And I literally took a picture of one of our characters, put a cartooned mask that we had created. Like I'd put them all up on the website, but didn't do like any email marketing, didn't do text marketing, just did like a soft because we were going to drop ship them within four hours of posting a picture on Instagram that was basically a mock-up. <laughs> we did $22,000 in sales. So it was like, okay, wait, whoa, we can't drop ship this. <laughs> Let's regroup, get together and worked with our manufacturer. And it's like, we need to bulk order them and keep them here just to, so that we always have them and we can turn them around quickly. I've been talking a lot about finding the silver lining in tough times. I think the silver lining for us is we were really able to understand our brand equity. So what we've come to realize is that the characters are more than just backpacks. People are buying our characters and they'll really buy them on anything. But we've also been able to establish ourselves as a brand of good quality. So like when we posted, when we first posted the mask on social media, some of the comments were like, oh, I trust you guys. I'll buy them from you. When you left the corporate world, what were you thinking? I was thinking I was having headaches every day. Um, when I left that January 2017, I actually was on a leave of absence because of work and due stress. I wasn't sleeping. I was really, really sick. And now we also know that I have autoimmune disorders, which they weren't diagnosed at that time, but I was very, very sick. And I would see a message come up. You know how you get the little email notification. I'd get an email notification from my manager at the time and would go into full panic attack and have just, it was really, really bad. And so I was during that leave, I had not been that relaxed and at peace in a long time. It was time for us to me to go back 
my pastor <laughs> that married me and my husband, I was like, I just don't want to go back. I, I don't think it's a good idea. He was like, okay, you need to pray on it. You and Harvey need to fast for three days. And I'm like, three days. <laughs> like, you know, because <laughs> he was like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, and you know, I'm sitting there like, I'm hungry now. <laughs> he was like, you know, a, a hardcore fast. And like we did for those three days, a pure, complete, 100% fast. The only thing is that Harvey was on medication. He had to take something for his medicine, but I had like no water, nothing. Mitch? Nothing. I was like three days, you know, I thought I was going to pass out, <laughs> you know, brushing my teeth was lasting a little longer because I was getting a little taste. <laughs> so, <laughs> during afterwards, on the third day of the fast is when Carter came to me with the idea for the backpack. I was like, I think this is it. I think I'm not supposed to go back to work. This is what I'm supposed to do. At the time I was making six figures. My husband was making nonprofit, was working nonprofit. So because of that, it was going to be a huge hit in our income. The timing was everything because when it was time for me to go back, my husband happened to be on spring break because um, he was working at the, for the school. He saw the physiological changes in me as I was preparing to go back. And he's like, I just don't think you should go back. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe you're not supposed to go back. I'm starting to talk to HR about coming back and can we do a part-time thing? You know, can it, you know, just all kinds of things and thinking of different options. And then finally it was like, I think I should just go ahead and stay, be, stay home because I don't want to affect my body anymore. So we were talking severance package. I remember, I remember it clear as day. This was the week before I was supposed to return. I was weirdly enough in one of my son's rooms. I don't even know why I was in his room. My son was at way at college at the time. In hindsight, I feel like I was in his room because of everything that happened, but I was getting stressed. I was freaking out um, because the conversation was just making me stressed talking to HR. I heard clear as day my first time in, okay, I'm 48 now and I can say in 48 years, it's the only time I've heard. Clear as day, I heard, I, I got this. I'm like looking around, Harvey's in the room and I'm like, okay, I think God just said he got this. And it was just like, I was calm. And, I, and the next words out of my mouth were, I don't need a severance package. I'm gonna be okay. I think we should just go ahead and part ways. I'm sitting there like, wait, what did I just say? <laughs> it was, it was peace. I literally walked away from work two days, three days, three business days before I was supposed to go back to work. Was, was good. Was at hundred percent at peace. And the reason why I think I was in my son's room was all for a reason is because had I been in my room, my husband had, was outside with the dogs and the window was open. I would have thought it was him talking, that I would have thought it was him saying, I got this or something. I would have just brushed it off, but it was just very clear what I heard. Incredible. So now you've walked away from your job. What's your first goal? How are you getting yourself situated for success? I didn't know <laughs> what all I was doing, but I knew that God had prepared me for that moment because of the career that I had. Being in a career in consumer product goods, there was some information and understanding that I had with go-to-market strategies that your average person doesn't have. And so I thought, okay, based on the number of followers that we had on social media at the time, I think combined, we had maybe 5,000 followers um, between Instagram and Facebook. I was like, mate, let's, we'll do a thousand backpacks. So we put in an order for a thousand backpacks in March, 2017. We posted them. 
people were buying them. <laughs> the confirmation that I had, a mentor of mine, who I probably shouldn't say who it is, introduced me to the SVP of supplier diversity for Walmart. And what's funny is when I talked to that person, that mentor, I was like, I have this idea for some backpack. I think it's going to be, he's like, backpacks. Like, what? what? <laughs> yeah, that guy was crazy. He was off his rocket. That guy. <laughs> wait, wait. No, no, no. Because he, he told me, we'll put together a deck. I put together a deck that was kind of like a deck that I would have probably, in my CPG world, if somebody came with a new product, like when I was at Hershey, if somebody had an idea for a new product, I would have done analytics behind it. Does this make sense? Will it work? So that's how I built the deck. So then I sent the deck to that mentor. He was like, you know, I think you might be on to something. <laughs> well, for everybody listening, if you haven't figured it out, that was me. And yes, I was skeptical until she did what she does best. And I think one of the takeaways here is that you had background. Your son had brought something to you. God had spoken to you, but it was all connected for sure. Exactly. And, you know, I think even if a person... If your background is in customer service, you understand how, what drives customers. You understand what motivates customers to stay. You understand what will cause them to leave. You understand how to get customer retention. So those skill sets are important in a business. So it's like, how do you leverage that skill set? My skill set happens to be analytics and building insights and things like that. But then on the other hand, my husband, his background, having been in the school system for so long, is understanding our target. So he's like that emotional intelligence. Like he always talks about EQ. EQ is his thing. He's the one that was like, if we change the image that they are seeing, we will change the narrative of what they are saying. And that was him. But I was able to take it and see how do we take that and go to market with it. So it's just leveraging both of them. You had a lot of synergy there. Now, it wasn't easy. It was not. Every year, it's new year, new challenges. <laughs> so <laughs> our first year, everybody wants to go viral. Everybody wants to get that because you, you want the visibility. You want people to see you because you believe you have a good product or else you wouldn't be doing it. So it's like, I have this great product. If more people saw it, they would buy it. Think about Popeyes. That's not always a good thing. <laughs> you know, Popeyes had this opportunity and they completely ran out of chicken. <laughs> so, and if you run out, you're not selling. Like that's the last thing that you want to do is because if you don't have it, you're not selling. And we were very blessed. Yandy Smith, we posted all of our stuff on We Buy Black, the We Buy Black platform. We Buy Black shared our post. Um, so like they, we were on their platform. So they grabbed one of our images from our Instagram and shared it. And so that boosted some sales. We were getting a lot of traffic. And then the next day, the Smith saw their post. And Yandy, for those of you that don't know, she is a mompreneur um, extraordinaire, someone that I deeply, deeply admire. She's on the, we first were introduced to her from Love and Hip Hop, but she has a music background. You know, she's manages artists and then she has multiple businesses herself, but she and her manager, they shared my post and I'm like, woke up and I'm hearing like, ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, what's happening? Like, I had no idea why I was getting all of these sales. And 
I remember that day, I sold more in that day than I had sold in the entirety of having the blended designs business, which we started in 2014. And it was insane, but we didn't have product. We didn't have any product to support all of that volume. And so we had thought we were going to sell a thousand. We did a quarter of a million in sales. And while that number sounds great, like you did $250,000 in sales your first four months, we had no money because we had to rush production. We had to rush shipping. So we had to inflate fees. Even though we had on our website to tell our customers, it's going to take three weeks for your order to get here. We would lose money back because customers would cancel their order. Customers would complain. So we would give them discounts, like give them free shipping. So if, if we're shipping to the customer and it costs us $8 to ship to the customer and I give you free, free shipping, I've just given up $8 of profit. And so it was just, we were broke and, and we didn't even have the money to get into into the next stage stage and during just to go back you had introduced me to an svp at a major retailer i don't know if i already said the name but whatever <laughs> um, and i you know they wanted us on their website but there were certain parameters that we had to do in order to be on their website and so we were thinking you know we'll get the the volume during the summer because to me, they validated by them wanting us in there to be on their platform. It validated our business. It validated that we were on to something. So we were going to use the summer to get the revenue. The end of the summer, we don't have the money. There's no money to buy inventory. There's nothing. And we were fortunate enough to get a VC here in Jacksonville minority owned VC, PS27, and they, we had to give up equity and we were able to get the capital needed to buy inventory, but we learned how to be a business. Just because you want to start a business doesn't mean you know how to be a business. We did not have, we weren't separate. We didn't have our money separated. We didn't have, you know, I knew what financial statements were just from college. I got an A in accounting and that's where it stayed. <laughs> so I knew enough just for the exam. We didn't understand like our true branding. You know, I had a pretty logo that I made with clip art type stuff and it was cute, but in hindsight, it wasn't representative of what we want to be a multi-million dollar brand. It just wasn't there. It it doesn't, it didn't represent lifestyle brand. I mean, it had like pink and all this other stuff. <laughs> um, it was pretty. <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't our skill set. We didn't have trademarks. We didn't have copyrights. Like there was all of these things that we didn't know. And you don't know what you don't know. And so we had to give up equity to learn that. And I think in in hindsight, if we would have done things a little differently and move slower, we may not have had to give up equity. And, you know, we have a, a vested interest now, my husband and I, of talking to minority businesses, you know, charging like a nominal fee to tell them everything that we know without giving up equity. This is, these are things like little things that we didn't know that we should do, like the art, articles of organization, um, keeping board minute notes, like we didn't know any of that stuff. But if we can help somebody learn all that without them losing equity in the process. <laughs> now, and, 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 I, and let me just be clear. I feel like we have received abundantly more from our VC than we could have ever given. And, and it would have taken us longer to get where we are had we not had him.
What would you say are the tenants of success? I had an idea for, a, we just launched um, a couple new products and I had an idea for how it looked, but you know, my aesthetic isn't necessarily the next person's aesthetic. And so we talk about everything. I've always been one to get other people's opinions, but I try to diversify who I'm asking so that it's, it's kind of reflective of what my customer base could be. And we also do not, we test products now. Before we invest in buying inventory and buying a whole bunch of things, we will test to see how the market will respond to it. And because we don't lose, so we don't lose money. One thing that I have to do now because of my health, I have to give myself a hard stop. There's been so many times that I would work all nighters on my laptop. My husband wakes up, you know, getting, he's an early riser. So he's up at, you know, five something in the morning. He's like, you're still up. And he's just kind of got used to it, but I've had to stop. I have to like cut it down. Delegation is a big thing, but you have to let go when you delegate. The thing with an entrepreneur is you are literally every aspect of your business. Like if you go into Coke, I used to work for Coke. So if you go into Coke, there's a marketing team, there's a sales team, there's a finance team, there's shipping and handling, there's, um, you know, there's sourcing, there's procurement, there's all these different teams, that's you. We will tend to piece out information to get help on things, but we're still overseeing it. And I think that's one of the biggest flaws of entrepreneurs. So it's like you need to, allow someone else to do that. And I had to learn the hard way because I had a major flare up and I was sick for three months. In order for the business to not stop, other people had to do it. And I've had to like, I tell them, I don't want to know about that. That's, that's your area. I don't need to know what you're doing unless it's costing me money. Like, you know, that's the other thing. And the biggest thing of all is not, I don't, I don't agree with the customer is always right. I don't agree with that. But what I do agree with is treat every customer like they're your first customer. Because when you get that first sale, that person is like, what can I do? How, you know, how can I please you or whatever? And so, you know, having those kind of things, we pick up the phone. We don't email. Like we'll send an email. And if it's like, it's still confusing, let's pick up the phone and call them. Let's talk to them. Um, so that's, those are the things that I would, and I know I don't have them like bulleted, like do this, do that, do that. Those are the things. In my mind, the fact that you've applied them to your business, you find success using those principles is critical. How can people learn more about blended designs? How do they get connected to your products? Tell us a little bit more about how people find you. So we're on, we're on social media. We're verified on Instagram, blue check. Hey, blended designs, B-L-E-N-D-E-D-D-E-S-I-G-N-S. And then that's where, you know, we, we post a lot of user generated content. Um, so you can see our customers with our products and our customers' responses to things that we have. And then, of course, we have our website, www.blendeddesigns.com. We're on all social media platforms, though. <laughs> that is awesome. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes talking about not only your success, but the challenges and how you've overcome those challenges. I wish you so much success. Casey said it all. This is Gold Camp. Catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Gold Camp. All the resources from this episode can be found on my website at DerekSeelot.com forward slash Goal Camp. 
As always, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Derek C. Lott. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share with a friend. Achieving your goals is not something that you can do alone. Find a partner that can keep you accountable. Looking forward to the next episode. Until next time, this is your camp director, Derek C. Lott, signing off.